Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Jeff. And this is Ruth and Jeff's DVD Binder Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about A Mighty Wind. So, Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind. A Christopher Guest mockumentary. Um, now, for any of our listeners who are not familiar with Christopher Guest, you will probably recognize him most as the Six-Fingered Man from Princess Bride. Yep. Um, but he's actually a comedic genius who makes these mockumentaries yep. and is married to Jamie Lee Curtis. Married to Jamie Lee Curtis. He's, he's also a, a baron. Yeah, he's a baron. I was going to say he's royalty of some sort. Yeah, or he's like, I think American, but maybe was born. Yeah, maybe born elsewhere or at least it's, his, it's from his family line. I always thought he was British because of the Princess Bride. Oh. Because he's, you know, if you haven't got your health, yeah, you, you haven't, haven't got, got anything. anything. It's a yeah. little less... There's bloody. actually That's almost no British people in that when you think about it. No. Princess and Bride. He's not even really British in it exactly. He's just got... Well, he's just sort of um, transatlantic is, almost. Yeah, yeah, he's transatlantic. That's a bit... Because Chris, Chris Sarandon yeah. is also in it, not British. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Elwes is. Carrie Elwes is... Is English. He's English. So, well, except... I no, or, or isn't he? His parents are English, but I feel like so when he did the Cat Returns, an excellent anime. If anyone hasn't seen it, he's the Baron in yes. Cat Returns, and he has like this beautiful accent. And I remember seeing an interview where he said that it's kind of a from his parents, but he doesn't doesn't actually have as much of an accent naturally. Oh, interesting. Because there's a the famous kind of scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights where he says. Um, I'm the only Robin Hood who speaks with a British accent. Oh, so maybe he actually does have a natural British accent. Um, yeah, well, that's great. We'll, we'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out. That's, that's not the movie we're talking no, about. That Although, nothing. there is actually a lot of overlap. Because oh. I believe Princess Bride was directed by Rob Reiner. That's right. And Rob Reiner also directed uh, This Is Spinal Tap. Yeah, and he's very which tied to the Christopher Guest mockumentary. This Is Spinal so. Tap, which is a mockumentary, yeah, right? by that with group. With the guys who are... The Folksman. Yeah. The, so, so A Mighty Wind, we should yeah. explain what it is, is a mockumentary about a bunch of folk singing groups from the 60s who are getting together for one final hurrah to honor their producer who just passed away. Yeah. And there's three groups. One is The Folksman, and it's like Michael McKean, Harry Shearer, and Christopher Guest, yeah. who are Spinal Tap. But in this, they're not. Yeah. And then there's a duo, Mitch and Mickey, and that's Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy long before they were Johnny and Moira Rose of Schitt's Creek. Right. But after SCTV. And, yeah. Yeah. So and all of the other Christopher Guest yeah. mockumentaries, which yeah. I guess we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll have to talk about those yeah. at some point. But, and then a group called the New Main Street Singers, which had come out of the original Main Street Singers. Yeah. And they're one of their founding members with a group of eight other singers, folk singers, who include uh, Parker Posey and John Michael Higgins Jane and Lynch. Jane Lynch. Yeah. yeah, and I think those are the, there's a couple other there's people couple who other. are recognizable types. Yeah. But um, but the, uh, the those would be the main ones. Yeah, I mean, and then I mean, there's all the supporting cast who are all people who show up regularly in Christopher Guest's movies. So like uh, Bob Balaban yeah. and Ed Begley Jr. and Fred Willard. Yeah, Fred Willard is in it. Um, yeah. Tons of others. Tons like, of others. Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge, I think, oh. is in this might many of hers. Be, many of his, right? This might be the funniest Jennifer Coolidge has ever been. I don't in a know. Movie. She's pretty funny. I think basically always. She's yeah, in, she's um, very funny. An Ariana Grande music video. Yes, yeah, she, she is. Yeah, yeah, she is. I Sorry, think so. I just was remembering. She is that. right. Yes, yeah, because she, yeah. she's in the this. Uh, she oh, plays the same character. Next. Thank you. Next, she plays her legally blonde character. Yes, that's yeah. right. No, she. 
Jennifer Coolidge is one of these actresses who just makes me laugh just yeah like the faces that she can make. She might almost be the funniest character in this movie in a weird way. In, in a weird way, ways. because the movie is, is quite funny, it's but quite it's like, funny. like our kids, we watched it with the kids tonight and yeah. they weren't like laughing. It's not, it's a little up, too uproariously, right? old, the yeah. humor. Like, like I remember the first time I saw it even, which at the time I was just, uh, just like, out of high school. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. Like I just finished, yeah. I was just, and my dad thought it was great because he was an old folk singer fan. Yeah. But for me, even at the time, a lot of those sort of jokes went over my head. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's pretty uh, text kind yeah. of jokes. Like, they're jokes, but they're all Well, and they all play their jokes very... Jokes. They play very, them very dry. dry. Yeah. 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 They'll say something that is either, like, innuendo or it's, yeah. or it's just, like, a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Um, but they say it with a totally serious kind of yeah, delivery. Yeah, so you don't necessarily pick up on how idiotic it is. Even just, like, the photos, like Parker Posey... A photo from her when she lived on the streets. It's so dumb. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway. So that's, so the whole movie is about that. But the thing about this movie that makes it extra special is that they actually wrote a whole bunch of original folk songs for the movie. which are wonderful. They're They're so good. As I was watching it, you don't have to watch this movie if you don't want to. You should listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Because the songs are actually really lovely songs. Yeah, very like, nice songs that are not... Like, there's a couple of songs that, that do the thing where they're classics. kind of making a joke. Yeah. They're making a joke about the song. But there's a lot of actually, I think, respect for folk yeah. music. Yeah, in, well, even like in, the silly barnyard folk song yeah. that they do. It does just have that feel of now having listened to more folk music in my life. Being like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I see yeah. where that's going. Yeah, so... Um, so okay, so where where do we? Mm-hmm. Do, I guess we could, yeah we kind of said what the pl- the, plot the plot is, is. and uh, and the whole yeah. I mean the whole the main kind of uh, sort of conflict in it is um, Mitch and Mindy Mickey. sorry Mitch and Mickey yeah um, they broken up years ago yeah so they're kind of like a Sonny and Cher sort yeah, of that kind couple of feel of... where they're like in love. In and, real life, and that that's and part of their performance. Yeah, and so then when they broke up, it broke up the group. And so now they are trying to get them to play together again. And Mitch has had a mental breakdown. Yeah. He's and like so, a Jimmy Page kind of like right. his brain seems to be fried a bit. And, yeah. and um, he's just weird. Like, and he's just a weird guy. Yeah, and so they're trying to get, like, will he come back? And it's all the groups trying to, like, well, can we play together? Yeah. Slash, what are we going to do together? They all, everybody hates the new uh, mainstream street singers because they're kind of like commercialized yeah and so yeah. everybody else so they're, they're been, not they've legit. been going on all along yes like once they reformed but they like yeah they perform at like you know amusement parks and stuff like that so the other groups are kind of like they're not real folk singers like you know it's funny because i do um, they want a toothpaste commercial or do they want right like, a yeah. real yeah i did a uh, uh this like what was it it was it was when i was with compassion we went to this gospel music uh Mm-hmm. extravaganza sort OPS. of thing. I don't know what you called it exactly, but it was in Red Deer. Yeah. And uh, and it was kind of like this because there was all of these different bands mm-hmm. and there was tons of people there. Mm-hmm. All of the people were probably 60 plus. Right. On average. There was a couple of these like weird young people yeah. there and everyone was like obsessed with them. Yeah, because right? <laughs> it was so exciting, um, yeah. And, uh, but they all had gone year after year after year. I think maybe... Your grandparents maybe had gone at some point. Yeah, I'm sure they had. Um, and and it's you know pe- bands that have been around for ages, and every once in a while they'd have like this young twenty something mm-hmm. uh, piano player who had just joined them or was yeah. the son of somebody, and yeah. everyone was like, oh, he's really you know getting up there. So yeah. it felt 
it's it's a this very movie feels like le- that. Yeah, exactly. Well, Ed Bigley Jr. in it, he's the network executive, and he's like, you know, our audience of the public broadcasting network is sixty plus, so this is perfect for us. Yeah. Like to broadcast this concert. Yeah, yeah. No, so, um, so I mean, like it's it is like all of the other Christopher Guest movies, uh, which are things like um, yeah. Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Which is that one tells the story of like a, a play. A th- a th- yeah, a, like local, a local theater, theater group. group. Yeah. They're going to put on a play, but it's going to have this this guy from New York is going to come watch, they think. Yes. And so they're so excited. An agent sort of and thing. And so they're like, yeah. we're going to all make it big. They're all local theater actors who are like, we're going to finally make it. And then Best in Show is about a dog show, right? It's I've only seen Best show. in Show once, but... Yeah, I think I've seen it twice. <clears throat> I saw it uh, in theaters, in fact, actually. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and um, then uh, For Your Consideration was kind of a movie... And a mockumentary. It was a weirder one. Yeah, it was weirder. It was kind it was of underappreciated, good, but you know what? I'd, I would love to see it again someday because there were certain aspects of it that were great in my memory. But yeah. who knows? Anyways. Were there any other ones? Those are the This only is Spinal ones. Tap was not like, I mean, Christopher it was Guest is them, but not important them. to it. Like but, it's, yeah, yeah, and a bunch of those actors carried over. Yeah. Um, but but it's, so, it's fun because they're all, all of these people, it's a lot of SCTV, I guess, is yeah, it a maybe of, just the two SCTV people? Maybe, but it's a lot of improv people, yeah. right? And yeah. so... That's a big part of it is they're very good at what they do yeah. and very... I think this is going to be a hard one to talk about in some ways yeah. because it's such... We both like it a lot. Yeah. I um, mean, again, it becomes the question of would we watch it again? Do we care? Like, if, it, if we don't have streaming for a while, are we going to be upset if we can't see it for a while? Do we want to show it to the kids again because they didn't get it? Do I just want to own the soundtrack? That's the real question. Right. And I think, I mean, like, the reality for me is it's like, mm-hmm. well, Elliot didn't see it, so no. I'd want to show it to him, and I'd want to, I'd probably see it again at some yeah. point. Yeah, that makes um, good sense. Yeah, like, would you say this is your favorite Christopher um, Guest? I'm just calling the Christopher I, Guest. I know it's a bunch of people. I, th- I think, ooh, it's so hard, because Waiting for Guffman's very funny, mm-hmm. um, but I think, I think this probably is, partly just because the music is so good. Yeah, the music is what phenomenal. What about you? Yeah, well... I think it's been so long since I've seen it. I think I still would like Waiting for Guffman more, though I do... The music in this is just... It's beautiful music. Yeah. And there's uh, some really hilarious moments, oh yeah, there's right? Some, like, some great Catherine moments. O'Hara can seriously... She is just she can do anything. so funny, the yeah. way that she delivers things. And she plays yeah. a very strongly Canadian... Yeah, folk singer. Folk singer, but she actually never says that she's Canadian. No, she just talks with a Canadian accent and, like, references Nanaimo bars casually at one point. Like, it's yeah. little things that make yeah. you be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny that way. Like, I, I don't know how they... I assume that they develop this... Yeah, together. To, together, kind of, and, yeah, and, and like, talk oh, about their characters yeah. and stuff. Um, it is. It was written by Christopher Guest and, yeah, and Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Yeah, But then the songs were written by all of them, but especially Michael McKean. Wrote a bunch of them. Yeah, he yeah. wrote a bunch, and his wife helped him, and they all took turns writing different things. And apparently John Michael Higgins did all the vocal arrangements for the, uh, for the new, new Main Street yeah. Singers. Which is pretty amazing when you think about yeah. it, because the music is so legitimate sounding. Yeah. Well, the fact that they could all sing, I'm sure and that play instruments over the and... years of all working together, they were kind of like, hey, we can all kind of sing. We should do something yeah. with that. Yeah. It's like when, uh, it's like Buffy. Yeah, exactly. The Buffy the, musical, for those of you who aren't kind of obsessed with it. Um, the reason it even happened is that they'd always wanted, Joss Whedon specifically, had always wanted to do a musical at some point in his career. And one day they were all hanging out at Anthony Stewart Head's house, I believe. Yes. And they were just playing around on the piano, having a good time singing. And suddenly they're like, oh, like everyone here can sing, basically. 
Um, Buffy herself, Sarah Michelle Geller, wasn't there, but they were like, we can probably make her sing. The only person who would not sing was uh, Allison Hannigan. Oh, right. Right, yeah. so she has like a single line or something, but she was like, I can't sing. So they gave her no real musical parts, but otherwise, yeah. like like James Marster's beautiful singing voice. Um, Anthony, Anthony Stewart, Stewart had, has a very nice a, voice. I did own his album, or maybe yeah, I bought it for you. You bought it for, for me, Christmas. I think, but we it was... It. Not good. Kind of weak. It was Not probably just good. bad writing. His voice was, was good in it. I think the album was literally called Music for Elevators. Which is a cool name, actually. But but it's sort of, in hindsight, like I think maybe at the time I thought, oh, you know, funky. That's kind of like a yeah. early 2000s sort of Yeah, well, it was uh, the CD early 2000s. Title. Bad time. Bad time. Um, um, but like, in hindsight, it's also like, why would they name it that? Yeah. Like elevator yeah. music is I think dumb. that it was kind of a play on that. But it's anyways, crazy. regardless, yeah. he has a great voice, not a great album. Um, but yeah, so I think this was probably similar where they were just kind of like, hey, we could like, you guys already did Spinal Tap, we can do this. Yeah. Well, and it's fun to watch too because like, you know, uh, in Spinal Tap, the the three of those guys, Harry Shearer, Michael McKean, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Guest, they're, mm -hmm. you know, it's like metal sort of music, right? Or, yes, yeah, very different style. You know, kind of a little bit uh, Led Zeppelin sort of mm -hmm. style. And this one so different right yeah. and harry Shearer. i don't know if i realized that he had such a low voice yeah well and i did because i believe he sings in a pretty low register as principal skinner when he's in the b sharps oh right if yeah if i'm not mistaken he's but the bass he, dan can correct me on is that is he but. also um what's his name the uh um i can't believe i can't think of his name homer's boss Oh, Mr. Burns? I don't think so. Oh, really? Is he? Is he Mr. Burns? Well, I, I know that he, he is does actually, tons you know, he does of do different a lot of voices, voices on yeah, it. He might well be, actually. Like, maybe it's um, uh, Hank Azaria. Well, Hank Azaria does oh, no, a lot that's, of... no, he's Mo. Hank Azaria's well, Mo. Well, he's a poo, famously. And a poo, right. But he won't do that anymore. No. Uh, like, too, Dan. Dan. Too bad Dan's not here Dan, right now. You, you would know. Um, um, anyways, so. but yeah, Harry Shearer is like a... He actually, fun fact... I've had a few different doctors deliver my babies over the years. One of my favorites was this doctor in uh, Ontario, um, who I won't name. Um, but he looked and sounded so much like Harry Shearer, it was mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, he just, like, when he came into the room for the first time, I was like, have we met? And I couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, this man, he's just like a... But he Harry, wasn't bald. No, with a beautiful, I was just about yeah. to say, with a beautiful thick head of hair... Otherwise, Harry Shearer. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. And we also know someone who looks a lot like Eugene Levy and kind of talks like That's Eugene right, Levy, too. That's right, man, I guess. Which is just... quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, just, you know, the people that you walk... That yeah, you meet. I mean, but this guy was... I bet if he'd sung, it also would have had that beautiful cool. bass. I would have liked cool. to have heard that. Should um, have asked him for it while I was in what, labor. What would you say is your favorite song? So, I love... Uh, Kiss at the End of the Rainbow, the, which is it's sort of amazing. the, it's a, you know, yeah. Yeah. touch point of the whole thing, but, but also uh, the Wandering song. Never oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. After all. yeah, no, I mean, all of them, mm -hmm. all of the songs, you're just like, is this like a cover yeah. kind of, but they're yeah, not, they're none not. of them are. There might be one Rolling Stones cover briefly in it. No, oh, I don't, okay. I don't know for sure. It was, I saw a reference to it somewhere, but I also was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but what about you? What would your favorite song be? Uh, probably, I mean, I think Kiss at the End of the Rainbow mm -hmm. is pretty good. I also really enjoy, uh, there's this song, like one of the many, many subplots. It's not really even a subplot. It's just sort of like a feature of one yeah. of the couple characters. Yeah. 
uh, Jane Lynch and John Michael Higgins characters, they're part of this uh, extremely small cult called Wink, um, which, which is, is in, in nature's, nature's colors, colors, something like that. Yeah, and, uh, and it's hers. She created she, it. She invented it. It came out of her mind. Yeah. And it's basically just that uh, humans are uh, vibratory materializations of color. Yeah, or something, <laughs> something like weird that. like that. Yeah, it's something that anybody would just, you know, yeah. walking down the street might, yeah. might come up come up with. Yeah. Um, but they have this one moment where they're sitting on the floor uh, looking at each other, and they start singing just... The like, rainbow. The, the, like red, orange, yellow. Uh, and they... And then they do like this harmony at the same yeah, time, and it's beautiful. just like it's actually really a, it's very beautiful, but it's also hilarious and freaky. Yeah. Um, and the other people in the in the group are kind of looking yeah. at them strange. Uncomfortable, yeah. Um, yeah but is, you know what? They, they don't ride around on broomsticks and wear pointy hats. Well, they they don't wear they don't ride around on broomsticks. <laughs> so, um, oh man. Yeah, no, but I mean, the kiss at the end of the rainbow is an amazing song, partly yeah. too, just like. The musical interlude, too, mm-hmm. is just, yeah, like, so gorgeous. amazing. Well, and it is, like, it's very moving. Like, when they're yeah. singing it, they're all, like, everyone is crying and stuff in the audience. And But you're, like, as you're listening to it, you're, like, this is a moving song. Like, if a, if I saw a couple in love singing this, I'd be, like, emotionally yeah. moved. Yeah. I can't... So, what, what's, what is the name of the instrument she's playing? It's not a theremin, right? No. No, no, a theremin is... Yeah, oh, it's that okay. thing. I yeah. have to tell a little story about oh. a theremin. Okay, go ahead. Theremins... A dulcimer? Uh, She's playing a dulcimer. Is it a dulcimer? Is it? I can't. I thought dulcimers I had hammers. Ugh, I don't know. It looks... It's, I'm not it's an like a weird, like It's like a weird um, pentagon. Is it a pentagon that she has? Mm. The, the box itself? I don't know. It's like a guitar, but it's just a pentagon. It doesn't have a neck. And then it's a, got a hole in it, but it's strings, many, several strings, more than is a... Is it a lute? Maybe it's <laughs> so, a lute. I don't think it's, a, it's lute. a lute. I don't, well, maybe. And then she picks it. Yeah. Um, anyways, okay, so, so, so theremins, theremin. though. Yeah. I remember going to this concert in Edmonton, and there was a band called The Fonts, mm-hmm. who were very local, super just local yeah. band. Um, I was like, I think I, I opened uh, for the brother of one of the people in The Fonts once. Cool, yeah, that's cool. It was my claim to fame. The, the hype opened for Chump Change <laughs> at Focus Conference one year. That's cool. And, um, but this, this band was, they were kind of like, getting some traction because right. they were they were shoegazer okay, was yeah. the the music style mm-hmm. so very you know like ethereal sort of sigurosi sounding I didn't know that was a music that's style a that's style. how non music I know I, I know it's uh, it's what I'm into that yeah, that's I know. <laughs> kind of like melancholic feeling yeah, sort of that would explain it yeah and uh, they did like so much synth just synths yeah. and guitars and just really awesome sounding. They still actually, I think, make music every once in a while. Okay. But uh, for one of their songs, they had this theremin, right? And a theremin is like, uh, if you ever get a chance to YouTube it, YouTube it it's pretty cool. It's just mm-hmm. like a box that's on a stand, and then it oh, has these two like antennae on it. Yeah. And it's it's basically you're you're manipulating like, magnetic fields or something like I remember that this now. in yeah. order to uh change the sound of the the music right and so to, to play the theremin you're actually moving your hands in the air towards and away from the antenna do you think that maybe all theremin liar or players are liars and that they've actually pre-recorded everything and they're just pretending to play it possibly except that like you you can even do it when you're like um when you get feedback on a mic right you're doing the same kind of thing wow. like you're creating that I, it maybe it's mm-hmm. not the same thing. I don't know, but it's. Um, anyways, the guy who's 
the lead singer for the fonts, mm-hmm. he was doing it. And he had this huge beard, and the it was this tiny little. Yeah, it wasn't a club exactly that oh, okay. that we were listening to it in. I don't know where it was exactly. Starlight mm-hmm. or something. Okay. And um, this was back when I actually went to live when you music. You went to music, so. yeah. And um, no one can go anymore if that's any consolation. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and, and I have not. I have not really missed it. You know, right. like uh, often live music is just kind of disappointing. I find, but mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the he was just moving his hands right, and he looked like a freaking wizard. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing. Um, maybe that's actually, maybe not, Thurman players aren't liars, maybe they're all wizards. I think they might be wizards. That would be cool, that would be special. Yeah, it's very old friends. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> oh, and well, yeah, what about like uh, Grandolf. Yeah, Grandolf. Yeah, our kids are going to start calling Ruth's dad uh, Grandolf, I think, because... He looks like a wizard. He's a little bit of a wizard look, especially in, in the uh, eyebrow area, yeah. which yeah, is a kind of a genetic eyebrows. thing for those yeah. grenade types. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but then, so yeah, so not a theremin. Not a theremin. So I don't know pretty, what it was, but cool. whatever she's playing is beautiful. Yeah, and I do have to say, in general, the music is just solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, we've played our hand on this one. Like, no, I mean, I th- I think it's for sure a keeper. Yeah. Um, it was would, revisiting. It was really nice. I haven't seen it in a really long time. And it totally holds up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's we got, say that a lot, and sometimes it's not true. Like we were thinking about Hook after watching it, more like. Oh, never mind. Yeah, after really... recording the episode, we, we were, were just like, like actually, it's really not there's that actually good. a lot of problems. Like, Rufio. I didn't even, why didn't we even talk about Rufio? Did I can't we talk about no, Rufio? No, I don't think we talked about Because, like, Rufio. it's insane. He gets killed, and he's like, I wish you were my dad. And then he and dies. Then he's just dead. And then Nobody they leave him on the him. boat. And they're like, him. Hey, and they're like really dancing around, and they're like, hey, let's give it to that other kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's crazy. Well, and also, just, I remember Rufio being so key to my childhood, and now I'm like, he's not really in it that much for right. someone who was so key to my he childhood. He really isn't in it that Should much. Should have been in it way more. Yeah. Rufio. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Yeah, no, that's interesting. But I don't yeah. think we'll feel that way about this no, one. No, I really don't, mostly because, like, unlike... Like, even when we right away reviewed Hook, we did say eh, there was some pretty strong unevenness. It was just that the unevenness set in deeper the more we thought yeah. about it. Whereas this one, we don't feel I don't that even way. know. Like, I can't think of anything, any reasons that I would want to get rid of it. No, I, I can't really like, either. It's, it's, got, it's, more, it's got more innuendo than I think I remember. Yeah, but honestly, but compared to Three Amigos. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and uh, we're fine with our kids watching that. Uh, um, Fred Willard is, is quite amazing. He's Just amazing in basically in anything he's ever um, been in. It's crazy to think that that's 2003, which is less than 20 years ago. Yeah. He just passed away last year, I think. The, like, or this beginning maybe, of 2021? Maybe this year even. Yeah. Um, and when you see him from his most recent stuff, like he's in um, uh, that comedy show that we watch with the hot dog guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, you should leave. I think you should leave, yes. Um, he's, he's got a couple. I think he's in at least one of those. Yeah. And, uh, and he looks... Very old in yeah. that, right? But it's not even but 20 still, years later. Yeah. Well, and he just, he's been solidly working this whole time. Yeah. You know what's he's the interesting? Voice I just in, realized uh, this. Was, Milo Murphy. Yeah, and Milo Murphy, he's the grandpa. Was he in the Oscars tribute for the people we've lost? I don't know that he I don't was. Know. I don't know. And maybe, I think, he, do I you think he died since after the Oscars? No. No, 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 no. Maybe he did. Oh, but, but uh, well, I think that that did end up 
Oh, you know what? He might have been in the Oscars thing. Maybe he was. That, that was the worst uh, that was thing the worst, I've ever man, had to watch in my life. If you want to have life. a hysterically, like, kind of comedic moment in a, like, dark way, you should watch the world's fastest Oscars tribute. It was insane. It was crazy. They and were just like, how fast can we get through these? Flip, 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 flip. And yeah. yeah, they left a few people out. That, the whole, I mean, they the always whole, leave The whole out. Oscars this year was horrible. Yeah. It was, uh, like, I was so excited because for the first time in, like, years... years I was able to find a way to watch it. No. Um, and, and then it was like such a disappointment. And then it was such a disappointment. There was like nothing funny about it. It was just boring. Boring. The speeches were the speeches were, were actually not bad, pretty good. But like, actually, what if Bill, if Billy Crystal had been the the guy? Yeah. Do you think the speeches would have been as good, or would it? It was it just because it was so boring otherwise that we were like, wow, that speech was. Was better than fine. this. Like that was okay. That's actually maybe true. There were a couple speeches that were kind of standout. Yeah. Um, like, uh, the lady who did, uh, you know, the British, she plays Camilla. Yes, yes. Why have I lost her name? I don't know Anyways, what her name is. She was me. He was, she, her speech she was did, excellent. She uh, did, uh, pr- pretty promising young thing. Promising young woman. Yeah. 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 Promising young woman. Yeah. Um, she was cool. She was the bomb. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that doesn't have anything to do with this, except in the fact that we could tie into for your consideration, which is about the Oscars. That's right. Um, and That's right. But I, I would like to see... I would love it if they made more. Yeah, right? I would It's too, been so long since they did they one. They might just be find it. To, I bet it's a very exhausting process because I think they do a lot of improv. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they'll be making and I mean, more. Now but that, if they want to, Now that they Eugene Levy and Catherine them. O'Hara are sort of like yeah. superstars. Yeah, again. Which is yeah. weird, right? It's really weird to think of them as being like extremely famous. Yeah. Which Except they've kind of always well, been they've the always most been famous well of the group, known. don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think probably... Well, maybe mm. though. Like, what, Eugene Levy was in like movies with other people. Like, yes. kind of like he was in the sequel to Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah, and he's been in lots of. You he's know, in Josie, one of the greatest cameos in Josie and the Pussycats. But he's like, hello, bit... I'm Hollywood actor Jean, Eugene Levy. Oh, um, he plays himself. Himself. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a great. Um, moment. But I mean, like, he's he. I would say of the SCTV guys, he's not. The most famous. Do you think he's not because is the Martin rest Short of them? Is Martin Short SCTV? Okay, so there's Martin Short. So is, I was he, say, is he SCTV? I, though? I believe he okay. is. Isn't that how he got his part in Three Amigos? Isn't that what we said? Oh, because of maybe, John Candy yeah. being SCTV. Oh yes, that's right. So John Candy passed away. Otherwise, yeah. he would probably be the most. I mean, he's is famous, Rick Moranis SCTV? Rick Moranis is, but he left Hollywood to raise his children. Which is amazing. Which is so cool. And he's going to so, be back. Yeah, he's coming back. But but from our kids' perspective, Eugene Levy. So, like, from our perspective. Right, you know, but that's what I mean. But if you take it yeah. as the next generation, only Martin Short could maybe. The, our kids yeah. would probably. Catherine know. O'Hara has not been in tons, right? No. I, I know that she was, I mean, she was in Home Alone. Yeah. But that was in 1990. She was in, yeah, she's been in other stuff since then. We just don't watch as many movies as we used to. But, I mean, like, I think Schitt's Creek really put them up. Oh, they definitely, the definitely brought them back to the More forefront of everyone's speaking, yeah. minds. And Dan Levy. Yeah. Who was amazing. It's yeah. Super funny. Very funny guy. And very thoughtful. I love, When he writes stuff, I'm always... Do you know what's cool about Dan Levy? But, is I'm, that, I mean, other than he's cool. He is cool. But also, um, do you know that indigenous studies course that we oh, yeah. took one... We that we one. never finished. We didn't finish it, but we, we want did to. do we one. Just, and we want to. Yeah. Um, Dan Levy took it. Yes, I and remember. And then he like that. recommended it to everybody, and this was like a course that was offered well, he at gave, like, University a of Alberta. Donation towards it to help. I think like, so. Yeah. yeah. So it's so cool. Like mm-hmm. it was. It was just like I. I love it. I love that mm-hmm. when like those kinds of people put their money where their mouth is, and yeah. and like stand up for something that's more than just whatever's in vogue. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was good. Yeah, it it was, was a great, it's a great movie. It's and a great it soundtrack. Up, if great you just soundtrack. want to listen to some nice folk music. And it's just, I mean, it's amazing to watch these, these performers, right? Like yeah. Eugene Levy is so freaking funny. And yeah. like, um, so and also just, like, I mean, Christopher Guest is so funny. Bob Balaban's amazing. Bob Balaban is awesome. Bob Balaban's so interesting he's because... He's very good at subtlety. He's not an a- actor primarily. He's yeah. mostly a producer. Yeah. Um, but he's also really good in, and, and we'll watch this one eventually, um, mm-hmm. Gosford Park. Oh, yeah, we still have Gosford Park. I'm pretty Park. sure he's in Gosford Park, which is a Robert Altman movie. Yeah, he was, um, I, if I recall, he's very good in it. So... so. But yeah, I yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it stays and, uh, no no questions there really. But but I'm excited to show it to Elliot eventually because he's a little older, so I think he'll get the jokes even better than yeah. his sisters. So are we? Will we close this podcast off by by singing? There's, There's a kiss, kiss at the end of the rainbow. More precious. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> That's my good harmony. <laughs> it's probably I can't even. I can't in my head hear the tune right now. Yeah. Well, sorry about that, everyone. Yeah. Like, you should go listen. We didn't to the do very one. much of it, right? Yeah. Go listen. To we'll the uh, one. we'll like record one and yeah. it'll be released as a separate uh, episode yeah. altogether. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Okay. We did kiss though. <laughs>